This is exactly right. Welcome to my favorite murder. murder, the podcast, your weekly true crime podcast hosted by Karen Kilgara and Georgia Hardstark. And that's us. And there's Steven over there on the ones and twos, <laughs> make, uh, making it even happening <laughs> What were you going to say? He's making it happeninger. He's he's making it happening and making it happeninger. Because he took an improv class uh-huh. and he knows how to heighten. He yes-anded. He yes-anded our yes. eternal improv that right. is this podcast. That's exactly what I was going to say. And. And. Yes, and. That's <laughs> that's correct. The hanging and. Hey, how are you? I'm uh, good. Yeah. I feel like a lot of... A lot of actually relevant things have happened since we last recorded. Yeah. For us to catch up on. Yeah. Because we, yeah. Because last week we put up a live episode. Mm -hmm. So when we missed that week, we missed the talking. Yeah. So we have to talk about the Oscars. For example. (laughs) What? A monologue. Um, Well, no, the one, the thing I was going to say, which I'm excited to talk about is the four-part ID channel series called The Golden State Killer, It Is Not Over. Yes. I thought you, I was like, it's not over. Oh, <laughs> that's the full title. It was four, yes. Every time yes. that title card would come up, I'd be like, it's okay, we get it, it's yeah. not over. Yeah, so The Golden State Killer now is on the fucking tip of everyone's lips. That's right. Uh, because Michelle McNamara's book came out. Yeah. And uh, I'll Be Gone in the Dark which I've been listening to obsessively. Yeah. Um, almost done, and I like don't want to finish it, so I'm listening to other shit, so I don't have to. You yeah, know? so it won't be over? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's not over. No, I know. It's <laughs> not <they> over. <laughs> it's correct. It's not over. You know what's funny is I... So, um, Pat Oswalt, who is Michelle's uh, husband, um, sent us copies of the book mm-hmm. so that we could have it, because he knows, but I forgot that I had pre-ordered it long, long ago. <laughs> right. So, I had two copies. I was holding yours, because he sent them both to my house. Then... A couple days later, I got a third copy. <laughs> so now me, you, and Steven all have copies of Michelle's book. But the cool news is that Patton just sent me a picture today uh-uh. of the New York Times um, book review bestsellers list. <gasps> and Michelle is number one on the nonfiction yes. list. Yes. Yeah, she's number one. And it's so cool. Like, it's so, as a person who followed her from the yeah. True Crime Diary, yeah. and I used to just pour over that thing, I remember the post that she wrote when she talked about how Eron's original Night Stalker, that it was too confusing and it yeah. needed a better title, and she it, it was her idea to call him the Golden State Killer. Which is so, like, forward-thinking yes. in, in a way that's like... You know, this needs to be people need to know what this is because there's all these victims who are not getting the attention that they deserve to have their case solved. So if we give it a better name, people will pay attention to it more. Exactly. Which right. is so smart. It's not something I would ever have thought of, you know, of, you know, 
that that's important and why yeah she was she was very masterful and the whole her whole approach to it was so good she got cops to start talking to each other to share information it's it's very cool story and i'm sure most of the people listening to this are either reading it right now or listening to it right now in some way i'm sure that has a lot to do with that those numbers on that list so good job you guys i'm so excited and thrilled that she gets that kind of Remembrance and also that it gets that level of exposure. Yeah. But you know, what I was going to say is that ID channel, oh. I was actually looking because it's produced so well. And it it's is. a company called Sirens Productions, uh-huh. which makes me think it's the ladies, but they have survivors. They have victims yeah. of the Golden State Killer when he was the East Area Rapist in Sacramento and some people from down here. But yeah. I'm thinking of those first, when the first couple of, um, of his like original victims were talking, I got really nervous that it was like, how is this going to get handled? Right. And they were the, it was just that thing of like people who had been through the shit. Strong. Pe- the, the victims on that were interviewed here and like the victims, family members were interviewed as well are yes. strong, fucking resilient people. It's that are just there to be like, we want this solved. We want yeah. anybody who knows anything. And we, because it's, it's really frustrating. And like, I'm knee deep in it right now from watching that and from listening to the book. And and of course, after, you know, I listen, I go on Reddit and I read all the message boards and mm-hmm. I read all the theories. And so I'm kind of in that phase of like being inside of this insane case. And yeah. it's really frustrating and angering because it doesn't make any fucking sense that it hasn't been solved, that he hasn't been found. It right. doesn't make any sense. Except for the fact that it was the 70s right. in the beginning. And then he sw- did the classic thing that that every time it's like when you switch cities or change right. jurisdictions. But it's like as soon as, as soon as they found that out, they sh- there should be there is enough evidence. And I can I'm saying this for like the cops too. there must be so frustrated with this yeah. is like to piece those then together and be like, OK, this is the suspect we thought it was. And now we can match him up because he was in Irvine, too. And it almost would make it more solvable now but right. it's not well yes because it, it doesn't there's it's not like there is a database it's that thing where when you try to look anything up from before 1990 yeah. it, there's nothing there because yeah. it was all paper or it was documented in some other way like that was the I loved the fact that they had the detect the female detective mm-hmm. who worked on it in the 70s who was the woman who was speaking she I was telling Georgia this she was speaking at that very infamous um, this the town hall meeting mm-hmm. where a man stood up said I don't understand this is impossible that anybody could um, if there's a man in the house that anybody would that their wife would be attacked right blah 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 and then like a month later that family was attacked Totally. Which is horrifying and and they know then that that meant he was there and he was this really high level predator but she this detective in this meeting is telling the women in the room she literally says the words don't be polite attack him and try to injure him if right. you if you can at all if you get the upper hand in any way yeah. try to injure him and it, what hearing a woman in 1977 totally. go don't be polite to people yeah. we was, she says like we've been raised to be polite and to be and don't do that and blah blah yeah it's yeah. incredible and to di- to this day she's as sharp as a tack she looks amazing she's like right there and she's everything she said was just so um you know it was very it was all about we need the salute Mm -hmm. we need 
the families that have gone through so much that are still living mm -hmm. with this weird fear because nothing was resolved that they need that resolution it's just the whole the whole story i'm like kind of obsessed with and gives me the creeps and i think for you and i it being in california and yes. northern for you and yep. southern for me and these in our neighborhoods yes. that we're from yeah and kind of I think what's so freaky is that he he went to these planned communities that were uh you know family communities and just terrorized them like houses next almost next door houses yes. attacking and raping women inside of them it's just the whole story is a nightmare and the fact well, that it and hasn't the been planning yeah. yeah like the that it wasn't and the we, he's weird. There's something wrong with him. Yes. Like, not just obviously a rapist. There's something wrong with him. But the stuff that he takes, eating uh, and hanging out. And he's like a... He's got some... There's You can tell there's some narrative in his head. And what's... Okay. And also, can we just talk for one second about how... What are the odds that you have a story and a, and a case that's this insane and compelling and years long? And then one of the lead investigators is just a simply beautiful TV ready detective. <laughs> Doctor or uh, Detective, detective Holes. Holes. Every time he spoke, I was like, your teeth are perfectly he, white. Oh my God. He You're, looked like Robocop. Yes, he looked, you know, he looked like his um, Hunter. Remember that old 80s TV show Hunter? Oh, no. Where the guy, they literally, had, the FCC came and said, you have to wear underwear. <laughs> what? You never heard about that? No. Hunter. Um, My it was mom must have kept it show. from me. Uh, <laughs> she was like, go to bed. Mommy's going to watch Hunter. Well, you know what I keep doing in my obsessiveness is like, who okay who did my mom date at that time because he was in Irvine in 1986 so, so I was six crazy. years old so I'm like who did, did my mom date anyone at that time is that who the murderer is oh. like it's so scary so scary um but yeah it's it's just like it's it blows my mind it's it's it has to get solved I know and it's gonna be really exciting when it does but also wait. bittersweet from Michelle and like listening to the book every time they say or every time in the book it says like the next chapter is uh, accumulated from her notes yeah just hurts me in the heart every yeah. time I see that or hear that yeah because it's just and then the obsession and, and I kind of it reminded me a lot of that obsession that I used to have at a desk job when I would just sit and read blogs like that and stories like that which yep. weren't written in that way then they were kind of just like stories you had a kind of put together based on you know reddit and stuff like that it's just yeah because her writing is so it's true crime written gorgeously yeah so like when i used to read that blog you would just read these stories and like i have all these stories stuck in my head not yeah. because oh it's uh it's because she wrote it almost first person in this yeah. way like she got so into what was happening in this person's life and then they disappeared and it's just she really got what it's like to be obsessed with true to be a person who can't sleep and just is obsessed with true crime yeah. and obsessed with a case or cases or anything it definitely feels like what people have said to us which is like you've made it you made, made me not seem like feel like a weirdo because right? of it it feels like i'm not a creep for liking for being this obsessed with true crime to the point where i can't sleep at night well because it's these questions that it's the worst case scenario, something happening and then just unanswered questions. Yeah. So it's what what are the events leading up to this? How did it happen? Why did it happen? Yeah. Like those are things that it's better than a TV show or something like yeah. that. It's like it re and I don't mean better. It's more 
interesting and yeah. engaging and kind of like this is a fellow human being that just disappeared off the face of the earth right. and oh, sorry and it's like and this and that but the way she makes the way she tells the story of the victim and tells you who they are you know before what happens to them happens yeah. is it gives it such a more vivid and such a fuller picture a picture of how horrible it was to be to live in that time to be a victim to live in that neighborhood at the time yeah. to be scared i had no clue i couldn't picture it until she kind of explained it right yeah yeah she like that book starts off with like her like how it's first started for her mm -hmm. and it was because there was a murder in her town yeah. it's fascinating yeah that murder was fucked up too oh my god i can't wait so to start crazy. reading it again which i'm going to yeah it's very it's it's just a it's bittersweet it's but it's also cool that it's out there and yeah. it's going to be very very interesting to see and that her name will forever be you know when they do catch this guy her name will because they're going to there's no way it's not going to happen but uh her name will always be connected to this case that obsessed her yes which is and what i also think is cool in that special is how they really featured the what were they calling them the like um the basically the people that were trying to solve it online oh citizen sleuths citizen armchair sleuths <laughs> yeah, or citizen, no, sleuths? citizen sleuths i think it said which we, we laughed every time they said it yeah but it the, sounds so stupid it but it sounds I, it's true i get it and when you like on the surface but those guys put taking Dude. i mean digging into this research oh my talk God. about like yeah like doing the the hardest work of all which is just like we went through records this is the company that was building houses at this time yeah like all they're taking the police evidence and matching it to records and then going like that thing i mean it's amazing and i think all of that combined it, the fact that there isn't some fucking woman coming forward being like yeah so my stepbrother was a creep back then and you might want to look into him right he lived in sacramento our grandma lived in fucking golita and you need to look into him like yeah. how has that not happened yet i don't know or maybe it's people who don't either some i don't know it makes me think of like someone has a hunch that it's their whatever but nephew. they don't maybe they don't want to face it or they don't want it to be real <laughs> well i said to vince when we were talking about this kind of thing i was like and then we were talking about how ted kaczynski's brother is the one who fucking was like you need to look into my brother and yeah. how hard that must have been and i was like would you turn in your brother if you found out something's going on he was like absolutely i would <laughs> in a fucking heartbeat like it's people like us that were like yes i'd be so stoked to be like look at asher he fucking did it not because i wanted my brother to be a murderer but because it's like you can't do that it's not yes. okay but then i was like well what if you thought suspected something about me and he was like oh well we'd have to have a long talk <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know what that means you get one final breakfast right <laughs> we talk it over right. for breakfast i was like you're to say you get one murder and that's yeah, it you know and in this relationship <laughs> yeah. i'll give you one freebie it's the murder hall pass um no yeah anyway it's just kind of it's just so strange and it's all kind of coming to the fore now yeah. so but it's also good on a happy note mm -hmm. that this is an email that steven found for us that just pulled for us karen georgia steven and assorted pets first off <laughs> your columbus ohio show is great i just wanted to let you know that my husband greatly appreciated your huge shout out for his website www.pumpkinshow.com <laughs> I think your mention just increased the show's foot traffic for this year. Oh my God. The Columbarinos are expecting <laughs> the Columbarinos. 
are expecting to have a meetup at the show. Oh my God, the pumpkin show? Yes. I love it. That is... Oh, okay. My husband is a native circle, native of Circleville, <gasps> and he's been involved with the pumpkin show since the late nineties and has done their website since then. He even purchased a domain name. Holy shit. When no one even knew what a domain name was. <laughs> he is also the photographer of the giant pumpkins in your slide oh my and God. most of the pictures on the site. We were cracking up the whole time as Circleville is serious about their pumpkins. It is the oldest wow. and largest show of its kind in the country <laughs> and maybe the world. Thanks again for the shout out on the show. Safe travels around the globe, ladies. Oh my God! Like going to the pumpkin show. Yeah, right. Uh, well, maybe Tiffany the- and Kevin. That's amazing. Kevin's the webmaster for pump www.pumpkinshow.com. Oh my God, that's, that's amazing. So funny. I love the reach is just far-reaching. I mean, here's the thing. In our experiences, when you go onto a website, it's a high-quality website. You you give credit. Uh-huh. Because that credit is due. Mm. How how many websites mm. are there out there? Mm-mm. It was just sitting out there excellently. Mm-hmm. Unknown. Waiting to be grabbed. Waiting to be seen. And talked about. Yeah. And, you know. We did it. And you did it. We did it. We all did it. We did it together, you we guys. Did it. <laughs> now we start the podcast <laughs> that's all about life. That we wanted to start originally. Uh-huh. Remember when we talked about it? Yeah, about pumpkins. Pumpkins. And life. It's basically a podcast where we um, Squad figure boards. out a way to sue Kevin for <laughs> www.pumpkinshow.com and it's we take ownership. Called Squad Gourds. We could get, <laughs> if we could get a hacker to please hack the Pumpkin Show website. Oh, I'm kidding. No, don't do it. Stop it, hacker. This hacker's like, her hands are like over the keyboard about to be like, do, 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 whatever the fuck they do on movies. She's, she's got, yeah, she's got fingerless gloves yes. and she's got, Numbers are going, numbers, yep. numbers, numbers in her head. She's drinking coffee, yeah. doing lines. Yeah. Just like hacking. And then we're like, wait, Melissa, hold it. Don't do that. What's her uh, hacker name? It, it's um, Melissa8. Melissa8. <laughs> Hack your hack your you are life. It's dark web Melissa. Dark web Lissa. Lissa in the dark. Yep. Liza with a Z. Liza. Yeah. And that's it. That that whole thing was her name. What we just dot com dot net. Yeah. Uh, what are hackers really like? Let us know if you're a hacker. They're the people who when you're at the coffee shop and they have a full computer there and they're using eight outlets. <laughs> Those are them. They're not cool. They're always, it's always, hackers always work in cafes. Wait, I don't want to insult any hackers though, because I wouldn't. That's All the lights go off. Terrible right now. idea. <laughs> Didn't you watch Mr. Robot or whatever the fuck oh, that show's called? I did. It was good. That's so good. It's really good. Uh, hackers. We love you. Unite. We have a tribute to you. They all look like Angelina Jolie in the movie. That's right. Hackers. Was it we, called Hackers? Uh, the show Hackers. The movie show? hackers, movie hackers. No, no, no. I know the movie you're talking about. It's it's where jo- where um, Johnny Lee Miller, the British actor, and Ryan Angelina Felipe Jolie. was Ryan Felipe in that. I don't know picture. I think Stephen's going to tell us. Okay, I think it's called something like the motherboard. Mm. No, that's not correct. Mm. Well, I do know what movie. You're thinking of Antitrust with Ryan Felipe. Okay. Which oh. was, Did I just mash up two that was a, that was hacker movies? Okay. Classic mashup. Okay. Um, was he a hacker in that? He was like, um, it was like Bill Gates was played by, um, uh, not Tim Robbins. Chris Tim, Cooper? Uh, he, 
Oh, I forget what his name is, but he like was like a Bill Gates type, and he was. We need a Stephen to look up. Wait, Northberg, <laughs> our Stephen. That's right. Uh, he was like it was like a yeah, it was like a Bill Gates guy who was like stealing like young people's technology, and Ryan Felipe was like uncovering this young conspiracy, people. The conspiracy. <laughs> What's the like other one? The MTV website. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, uh, and this hackers was from was Angelina Jolie it was released in ninety five. It was called Hackers. Shit. They just went for the lowest common denom. Yeah, Johnny. Lee Miller. Did it have a Z in it? Uh, no, unfortunately. Oh, that's the remake. Now, what was the movie The Motherboard that I'm talking about? <laughs> <laughs> was there a movie called The Motherboard? A B movie in the 60s <laughs> about, about women with children who get tied to boards. <laughs> Um, or just like the mom is bored and mm. they like, okay, whatever. The mother bored. Or it could be a, a female CEO with children. Mm. The mother bored. She is in charge. Yeah, she makes all the decisions. Uh, you know what? I'm going to try. I, parenting's not working. I'm going to try acting like a computer. I'm going to parent. <laughs> I'm going to make a computer version of me, the mom. Yes. As a stand in. It looks exactly like her, but it's, she's controlling it. Yep. From her, from, Santropot from her listen <laughs> from what's this called why did I pick a name I can't say I don't know Santropay Santropay now if you Bora, were Bora, 10 Bora. years older <laughs> from Bora 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 um, if you were if you were 10 years older you would know that because it's from the Band of Soleil commercial oh the theme song Band uh-huh. of Soleil back when we didn't know anything about SPF or um, skin cancer. Mm-hmm. Bandesole was essentially Wesson oil in a beautiful bottle. And it, in the it summer, you would good. just put, it smelled so it's good. It's just baby oil to lay in the sun in. Yes. And give yourself cancer. And there was a little bit of orange dye in it so that you kind of, not you would seem tan just by putting it on. Wow. And the themes or the, the jingle was, Bandesole for the Centro Payton. Oh my and it was just god! The lady, a, a white lady uh-huh. who was the brownest she could possibly <laughs> be in a tight, wet bun, oh. emaciated, like a like super coat, string bikini, string bikini, inverted stomach, oh. like eighties skinny, yeah, with like pearls or whatever. But next to a pool, but so oiled that she reflected the sun back onto other people around the pool. It was so high glamour. Oh my god! That's all I wanted to I do was have video. a Saint-Tropez tan when I was sure. Ten. I mean, I still do. If I'm gonna be honest, Bend is so late. Have mm-hmm. you seen that commercial, Steven? No, nobody's seen it. I'm I so. Seen it. I'm like the last fucking white rhino. I'm so old, <laughs> and I only only me and a handful of people know my references. That reminds me, you're gonna. We've been said. I just remembered that you're gonna be. Uh, birthday 92 <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna be birthing When we're in Europe Right In When we're in Oslo Oh cool It's my birthday Ooh Let's go find like A reindeer restaurant And fucking Eat reindeer for your birthday Okay Great <laughs> Let's eat a live reindeer let's, let's catch and kill Right I Yeah Gorgeous animals Let's do it <laughs> Do you remember in um, a Chef's Table I think it's season one Maybe season two There's the guy who who his restaurant is viking food no did you not watch that series i don't think i did i it's, think i meant to i thought you, know? you would i thought you i just automatically assumed you, you would would think that you know i get it he he gives you a dish and it's he lights like peat moss on fire and then cooks like three herring or like it's like a bowl and it's like a bog water yes and it's like have you seen the bodies in the bog yeah you mean the 
The ones that have always been there? The bog bodies? Yeah. yeah the yeah. ones that are kind of orange? Yeah. They have hair yeah. and faces? And nails. Yo, yeah. Ooh, look that up, you guys. That's fucking... That's a, that's a big bog hole to get into. <laughs> get into that bog hole. So the you want to go to that man. restaurant? Do you want to go get Viking food? Yes, but I think we'd have to drive like four hours north Vince. of Oslo or wherever we are. I'm not even sure it's in Norway. Vince. Which is the worst part. That's for Vince to find out. That's for our tour manager. Stephen, will you look really quick just so I'm not a total <laughs> fool in case if this is like in a very obvious other like I don't think you need a Nordic country, I'm going to get really depressed. But I think it is Norway. Well, you wouldn't know the name of the restaurant. You're just asking him to look up what? Okay. Yeah, I'm just this asking is, him to well. confirm me and just affirm me <laughs> as a person. I hear you. Karen. I don't even know how you'd look. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. I hear. I hear that you're saying hackers. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you you're wrong. It's the motherboard. <laughs> um. See. Okay. Okay. Can I just say this? We haven't really talked about the alienist recently. Oh yeah. Are you I watching? Am, yes. Loving it. My machine isn't TiVoing it. Is it not? Because it's not a TiVo. One, it's a fucking direct TV. <laughs> but two, in addition, it starts at six. It didn't record it. Is it good? It's so good. The I watch every episode twice. Okay. <gasps> and oh my I'm, gosh. Uh, because I love the fucking um, art direction. Yeah. I want to go back in time please mm -hmm. I just want to see what it would really look like to walk down the street in like Lower East Side here's what I think you would notice not what it looks like but the smell yeah you gotta you gotta think about that man it yeah. stunk so bad everybody stunk and it stunk but still I just the visual I mean of did it. they even have toilet paper back then no they used papyrus <laughs> Right? Uh-huh. From the Bible? Uh-huh. Uh, swinging back around. The restaurant was uh, Faviken, and, and it's in Sweden. So, but you, oh, we're going to but Sweden. But you are going to Sweden. Oh, we so. are? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, you'll be in Stockholm. So uh, it doesn't say what city. I bet it's only seven hours outside of Stockholm. We're going to a McDonald's <laughs> for your birthday. Look, <laughs> you know. You're getting real complicated. I'm going to be like... I don't know. It's just like the McDonald's here is better. Yeah. It's it like feels more, real. It's like I can taste the clogs. <laughs> but that's I bet okay. you there's some fancy restaurant that's, yeah. that's there. Yeah. Shit. Sorry, guys. No, whatever. Um, I was actually, you know, who uh, knows a lot about Norway. Norwegians? <laughs> is um, our accountant. Really? Yeah. That's weird. She was talking all about if we go she was so excited that we're going to europe oh my god so excited that we're going to amsterdam yeah she started naming all <gasps> these places we need to go in amsterdam and things we need to do i'm down for that like, one one of the things she said is so worth it you can get on a bus and go to tulip farms right. big huge tulip farms and just walk around and see because they're going to be in bloom <gasps> while we're there oh my god I love tulips so much. So much. I love them. <laughs> We're gonna see them in the ground. We're gonna see them growing <laughs> in the ground. Big, big swaths of purple tulips. Um, God, guys. Cool. Mm -hmm. God and you know all his friends. All his friends are there, and they're happy for you, and they're ready for you. It's gonna be the best feeling. It's gonna be the best. It's gonna be a tulip farm. We're going to meet God in Amsterdam <laughs> and go to a tulip farm with him. All the fucking religious people just unsubscribed. 
<laughs> tulip lovers right unsubscribe what they should be on our I know. side i don't know why they're so mad at us we're in this story. kissing their fucking Fuck, asses man. We're right like, now we're fucking blowing them up right now we're like oh do you like tulips we we like what you like yeah tulip murderinos are like tulipino finally our time yeah jerry tulipino yeah <laughs> there you go <laughs> Um, oh jesus christ <laughs> um guys a, a full apologies all of apologies hey karen you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing i do i know it well well while there's no cure for stress therapy can help shape your response to it and since may is mental health awareness month there's no better time to try talkspace when you sign up for talkspace you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist typically within 48 hours forbes rates talkspace as the number one online therapy platform plus their licensed professionals are in network with almost all major insurance companies once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter promo code space 80 there's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back i know it sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone but it also sounds like we just sold some merch that's right and if you're a shopify user like us you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com murder and here's the important note that promo code is all lowercase so go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level that's shopify.com slash murder again don't forget the code is all lowercase goodbye who goes first this week karen, karen. kilgareth karen, all right none other than karen kilgareth now from Colum from columbus yeah, yeah. okay no, I'm from uh, Northern California. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, when I sat down to do my murder this week, tonight, four hours ago, <laughs> I was like, here's what I did. So, um, and we talked about this 
two weeks ago, um, how somebody accidentally ordered, they meant to order themselves packets of the true crime uh, trading cards, uh-huh. and they ended up ordering boxes, so uh-huh. they gave us each one. Yeah. I was sitting there, and I have this really weird habit of, like, when I'm, like, um, what I like to call processing my mail, quote-unquote, I just put things in piles on my counter mm-hmm. and then spend days figuring out where they need to go in my house. Uh-huh. And that true crime the box of true crime cards was sitting on my counter unopened and i kept moving it around like people would come over where's it gonna live right well i decided it doesn't fucking need to live i'm opening that box and i'm opening every packet the fuck yeah it's my box and why am i gonna like save it like some star wars nerd sorry and then (laughs) unsubscribe unsubscribe steven gets up storms out (laughs) throws himself over the railing of the podcast loft um but I was like, why am I saving this? These, This is my thing that I like. I want to look at every I love one of these it. cards. Go crazy. So I opened all of them. The problem was I got halfway through and realized these are always going to, there's only like say five sets. Right. And I'm and just repeating them. So you have, yeah, I see what you're saying. But uh, my worry was I would think that was true and then miss a set. <laughs> so then I just opened every single one. And this it, is just says so much about how different you and I are because I'm like, that must be so free because I can't open mine because it's like, no, you'll ruin it. You're going to ruin it, Georgia. Don't ruin everything. But how do you ruin the thing that's supposed to be for you? Yeah. No, it doesn't matter. A hundred percent. That's what I realized. Because you know that thing I had, I had my friends over for game night, which is my, it was so fun. Mm -hmm. And it was the first time I had people over in a really long time. Mm -hmm. And it was, I kind of like felt like I had to because it already gotten hosted a couple other other yeah. times. So they're like, like waiting on you. Yes. Basically put up or shut up. Oh, so when I was cleaning my house, I was like, there's so much clutter and bullshit yeah. in this house that I don't need or want. Yeah. But I have a weird connect. Like, I feel like I'm not allowed to throw it away. Yeah, I get it. So I s- tried to start doing that thing of like, does it bring you joy? <laughs> put it in your hand for three seconds uh-huh. and then throw away anything you don't need or truly want. And when I looked at that box of things, I'm like, I want to know what every card is. Sure. So why don't I just find out? Do it. I love it. So now I have a stack this big. Oh, my God. That okay. I've sussed through. We've done this already. I've never heard of this. I've heard of this. Okay. And now I have my new stack, which is the best feeling. Organized. I love it. That has nothing to do with the story I'm about to tell you. Oh, <laughs> wow. Because I was just sitting there going like, think of like one of the original a moment. It doesn't have to be a whole story. And I thought about this event. <gasps> so I looked it up. I'm here to tell you. Oh, I'm so excited. All about, and tell me if you remember this. Oh my God, oh my God. From 2003, the Van Nuys Courthouse shooting. No, I don't remember it. Oh, girl. Oh, honey. Okay. So, when grandma was in her early 20s, <laughs> uh-huh. this was before the internet existed, mm-hmm. comics used to, we used to pass around videotapes with what essentially were today YouTube videos what? on them. So there was, and it, this is things comics did all the time. So it'd be like, we're all going to go over to so-and-so's house and watch uh, so-and-so's yeah. tapes. It was, Patton was the one, Patton or Blankapatch usually are the ones that had them. And they were just compilations of things you couldn't believe you were watching. So it would be like the very first one I saw had the farting preacher on it. Uh-huh. So it was that guy that they dubbed over farting. <laughs> You know that you've seen that video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's seen it. Then there was there was like um, CNN bloopers when CNN first started. Yeah, they used to fuck up on tape all the time, and there was people that would just record it and they would make like what? blooper reels of CNN stuff of like 
you know, that guy Bernard Shaw was the original CNN anchor. He'd be like asleep on camera. (laughs) It was awesome. There's amazing stuff. Then there was really awful things like there was a orchestra that was playing one time that the entire stage (gasps) collapsed while the orchestra was playing. And uh, that was on there. Just random, <laughs> That's awful, crazy shit. Cool. So this is one of those things that went around. And this, this is much later. This, this is like, like how every like everything is terrible came about, where it's like totally before that was a thing. Exactly. This is what you did is you made compilations of fucking weird shit. Yeah. Somebody uh, would yeah. be at home and they'd be like, "What is this children's show where a weird adult is teaching yoga? I yeah. better record this because I don't understand what's happening." I, I love it. I yeah. Love it. So this is. This was a clip that was would have been on one of those videos, and it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. So I'll just tell you. Okay. It happened on Halloween, October 30th, 30th 2003. Okay. Now, if you're from <clears throat> the Southland, you know that Van Nuys is one of the most gorgeous cities <laughs> <laughs> you could visit. Oh, God. So she's kidding. It's just concrete. <laughs> it's concrete and discount furniture storage. Oh, totally. That's exactly what it is. But out in the middle of all that, there is a, what, eight-story, the Van Nuys Courthouse. Yeah. And the Van Nuys Courthouse is where you go when you fucked up in your car, which everybody does I, in LA. I have been there because I fucked up in my car. What'd you do? I don't remember. I must have. I don't know. A moving violation? Probably. Yes. So I had to go there. I'm still mad about this. I had a friend who on fucking Ventura, which is down here Mm -hmm. for anybody that's not from down here. Ventura is the big, basically a four lane highway. That's a street. It's in a Tom Petty song. Even. Yeah. Ventura Boulevard. Ventura Boulevard. Boulevard. It goes four miles Uh through. It basically bisects or runs up the middle of the San Fernando Valley. Yeah. And you can get on it in uh, at the like Hollywood where the Hollywood Bowl is essentially. And you can drive down for so long. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't even know how far it goes. Um, So we were on Ventura at, I think it was like cold water in Ventura. Mm -hmm. And it was like 10 o'clock at night and we were going to go to a party. And my friend had just gotten a like very fancy sports car. And from a metered parking spot, she flipped a (gasps) U-turn on Ventura crossing four lanes of traffic. (gasps) to do this U-turn and we immediately got pulled over. And I hadn't even touched my seatbelt yet. Oh no. So when we got pulled over, these two um, traffic, or these two policemen, I don't know what kind they were, but they were both young and they were hopped up in a way that scared the living shit out of me. And I was like, imagine if we were a car full of black teenage boys, this would be beyond. And they were so aggressive for no reason. Oh my god! And they were like, "I need to see your." He was like, "This, this guy was tapping on the like, my, mad at you, my window, mad at you." And it's not even roll your- down the window. Let me see your ID. Like coming at us, and I kept going like. I'm the passenger. Yeah. I didn't, I'm not controlling the car. He's like, your seatbelt's not on. I go, we just pulled out of the parking spot. Yeah. Of course I was sassing it up. I got a f- fucking $320 what? ticket for not having my seatbelt on. Oh no. Or some insane. And this was when I lived in a studio apartment. Yeah. I mean, it was dark times. Right. I could not afford it. And not only did I have to pay this really high number, I had to appear in court. Uh for no, for this moving violation so i i wanted to murder my friend yeah say um, her name <laughs> <laughs> work work through it now yeah so you have to go to the 
Van Nuys Courthouse. I was so nervous to be in a courtroom. I was like dying. Well, you have to sit there for the mm. 40 other cases before yours. Mm -hmm. So it was just like one teenage boy after another. Sad that was fucking depressing shit. So depressing. Most of the teenage boys, it was for their radio car stereos were up too loud. Shut up. Yes. They were all like the, the judge would be like, Young man, this is your fifth violation. You can't drive with your stereo up this loud. There was like that happened like 15 times. I mean, figure it out, Kevin. Like, just turn it down a fucking decibel. <laughs> turn it down. I understand you're trying to make your friends yeah. think that you're a badass. And everyone around you, you want them to not fuck with you because you're scared. Yes, of, we're all scared. Because you're scared they'll see the real you, Kevin. But yes. let me tell you, as a fucking 37-year-old who used to turn shit up, you can't hear anything when you're an adult anymore. The damage that uh -huh. I have done. Uh -huh. my hearing oh yeah is amazing half my friends are, can't fucking hear anything because we all used to go to shows and shit like you just don't it's not worth there's it. no it's not be boring it's not as cool as you think no. anyway so by the time i got up there i basically the judge ended up reducing the dollar amount because at one point i just went he was he was questioning me like i was the driver and i finally went I was the passenger and uh -huh. then he went really and then he was just like a hundred and twenty dollars or something oh like my God. cut it down thank god but the entire experience was nerve jangling and sure infuriating so now i've set the scene okay van nuys courthouse mm -hmm. a very strange Mecca. large building kind of ominous yeah right i'm there with, i'm there with you there's a discount furniture across the street there's a discount furniture across the other street there's a donut shop in the strip mall right there yep it's probably got great donuts and that's the only thing in that strip mall everything else is closed there's also a nail salon oh yeah there's there's two nail salons next to each other yes but otherwise <laughs> there's nothing there's nothing and because it's van eyes it's always 91 degrees oh my god All day and night. 91 and like and like but in a hot way yes a stifling way a stifling yet dry way like put and there's not one fucking tree in the entire city funny that you should say that why almost as if on cue <gasps> it's per perfect setup okay yeah there's no shade except no. for the height of this building right this cement building it's dark times so <laughs> And so at this time, because it was October 31st, 2003, um, normally it's you're so far out there. The only people that would be at this courthouse are people that have business there. It's mm -hmm. not there's uh, you wouldn't go there for any other reason. You're like not for there fun. To, <laughs> there's no fun to be had. There's it's, not a great restaurant in the, base, in the, in the basement. Nothing. Nothing good. Oh, it's a vintage cafeteria. You we know, have to go like all the other courthouses. How yeah. They have nice things. God, there's some great food at the LA County Courthouse mm -hmm. downtown. <laughs> However, people do go to Pasadena Courthouse because it's gorgeous. Is that true? It's the one, it's the one they use it as the courthouse in Pawnee in Parks and Recreation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I'm going to say yes. I'm I'm going to agree with myself. I'm agree agreeing okay. too. Anyway, so, yeah. Um, it's like, vi I want to say vintage, it's but vintage. it's like pretty architecture. Yes, it's gorgeous. So, yeah, that's not happening here at the Van Nuys. <laughs> the Van Nuys Courthouse, they were like, we want to make it tall and upsetting looking. Mm -hmm. um, and, and it was probably, they did that in 1972. Mm -hmm. Okay. At the time, on this day, remember when Robert Blake had to go to tr on trial mm -hmm. for attempting to kill or the attempted murder? Or no, sorry. The murder. The murder yeah. of um, his, his wife. wife, Bonnie Lee Bakley. Right. Um, so this is a amazing overlap that I didn't realize until I started researching this. So if, for those of you who don't know, 
Robert Blake was an actor. He was a child actor. Um, he was the Beretta. He was, you know, he was kind of like the, he was almost like a serious Ted Danson mm-hmm. of the seventies. Um, nothing like Ted Danson in any way, <laughs> almost the opposite really. But that's the first television person I could think of. So he, yeah, he was like Magnum PI, but like serious. True. Yes. Yeah. Didn't do a lot of comedy though. Yeah. I feel like Ted has better range. Yeah. Um, so he and his wife were eating dinner at a very famous old Italian restaurant called Vitello's, which is on Tahanga, I think. Yeah. And Vitello's has clearly been there since the 50s. Right. And he, they left the restaurant, and then he said, wait here, I'm going to go back into the restaurant. I forgot my gun. <laughs> and he and Robert Blake went back into the restaurant to get his gun, and while Where he was the fuck in is there, gun? He, he forgot his gun? He forgot his gun at, in the Italian restaurant. Why does he have his gun? I mean... Because that's where the gun would be it, when his right. wife is being shot in the head out in the parking lot. Right. He's not involved and his gun is in the restaurant. Mm. So that was the suspicion. And that's why he ended up going on trial. And the trial and a bunch of shit took place at the Van Nuys Courthouse, oh which God. is amazing. And I didn't know that. Because they were there, there was pre-trial hearings going on because there was um, there was a conspiracy charge between Robert Blake um, saying Robert Blake and his bodyguard, mm. uh, who's named Earl, shit, I can't do find think, it. Do they think he actually pulled the trigger? No, they think that the conspiracy was that he went in to get his gun really publicly oh. while his bodyguard, Earl, was outside shooting Bonnie. Yeah, so they think that he shot Bonnie. The the security guard. Right. The bodyguard. Yes, okay, got it. Yes, so they were at the courthouse that day to have the pretrial hearing about this conspiracy charge. It eventually got dropped and they ended up saying uh, they didn't actually really have a lot of tr- direct evidence hmm. or real material evidence. Anyhow, we'll, we'll do that story some other time. Okay. But because that pretrial hearing was taking place at the Van Nuys Courthouse that day, there were all these news cameras set up from all over the place, internationally set up so that when Robert Blake walked out, they would have the shot of him leaving the courthouse, yeah. whatever the verdict was for that pretrial hearing. They hadn't even gone into the full murder trial oh, yet. Okay. At the same time, it was 10 a.m. that same morning. And so all these cameras are set up. And meanwhile, 53-year-old Wills and Probate attorney Gerald E. Curry had just... Um, had just appeared in court himself as a probate attorney because he was representing a client who was the trustee of a special needs trust for a 64 year old man named William Stryer. And, um, the trustee had said that Stryer had been threatening her life. Um, and so she wanted out of this trust. Stryer had been in an injured in a car accident and he had won settlement money Mm -hmm. for that injury. Mm -hmm. But the money was taken and put into this trust Mm -hmm. um, because, and what I'm gathering, but I don't know for a fact, but what it seems like is that he was unstable and couldn't- Because of the accident? No, it Just doesn't like mentally seem like unstable. Um, that there's some for some reason he couldn't manage that money by himself. Yeah. It was put into a trust, and then this woman was placed in charge of the trust. So she had no connection, like family or otherwise, with this guy. She's like, I'm not sure. Okay, because these are the details. Yeah, it, that was the case that Gerald Curry was um, in charge of, and she was he was her lawyer. Okay, um, 
the tr- this trustees. Okay. And basically the trustee was like, this guy is threatening my life. He, he keeps saying, if I don't give him the money, he's going to kill me. I don't want to be involved in this anymore. Oh my God. So that's what, why they were there at the courthouse for the hearing about that, that trustee's position. Oh my God. So he walks outside. I've seen the, okay, now I know. You know what I'm talking about now? Cause you said to Steven earlier, keep this video handy. Yes. I've fucking seen this video. Now this video. This kind of made me real, like happy in a weird way. The, Wait, the, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong video. No, no, I think you're thinking of the right video. It's so incredible. It's insane. And the idea that this happened on the day that all these cameras were already set up yeah. is beyond bizarre. Oh okay. Okay. Tell so, me <clears throat> so Gerald Curry, the attorney, walks outside, just got that thing taken care of. It's 10 a.m. Going to go get a coffee, blah, blah, blah. The whatever. attorney for the trustee is like... Yep. Good he co- just wrapped like, up. I'm going to go to that amazing cafe outside of the Van Nuys courthouse. Yep. Get that, me a- And maybe go get my nails done. Right. He's standing there in the, so it's like the court, the courthouse is there. And then there's this kind of long rectangular courtyard. Mm-hmm. And that's where all the cameras are set up. And as he's standing there, and it's, um, the courtyard has, uh, bushes and trees and things planted uh, in it. Oh, okay. Remember this part? Uh huh. So as he's standing there, just stepped out of, of the courthouse. Um, a stranger walks up to him that he's never seen before and says, is your name Gerald Curry? <gasps> now, what is our answer if some a stranger walks up and says, is your name Georgia Hardstark? No. No, it's not. Nope. I don't know that name. What are your, what would your intentions be if I was Georgia Hardstark? What, can I pass a message along to Georgia Hardstark? But I know her. Uh, I've heard of her, yeah. but it's not, it's not me. But yeah. if you want to, Never fucking cop to shit if a stranger is asking you questions. Yeah. Why do you ask would be the response. Why do you ask? Why do you ask? What's going on? Yeah. Or, or even this. Excuse me. Goodbye. And you get the fuck away. <laughs> but I'm sure that Gerald Curry was just like, I'm at a fucking courthouse. Yeah. Everything's okay. Yeah, yeah. So he says, yes, I am Gerald Curry. And this man pulls out a gun <gasps> and starts shooting. Shit. Two shots are fired. And all the, the news cameras are like, what the Yoink. fuck is going on? Roll them. Uh-huh. And they start recording. Holy shit. Do you want to play that video? <gasps> so this is, as it happened. <laughs> he lived. He got a nice survive. Fucking straight up. And he says... He didn't know the person. All the, he didn't even see the gun. He hears the pops. He felt blood on his face and he realized he was being shot. So in his mind, he said, I have to be a moving target. I have to start moving. So he just starts trying to dodge the guy. He, this, this video, this dude is legit like fucking tap dancing to get the fuck away from this bullet. And he hides behind what is the thinnest tree in uh-huh. recorded history. Yeah. It's the most upsettingly small uh-huh. tree. There's, there's nothing to hide behind. He's like doing a thing of, it's like a cartoon where it's like, I'm hiding by this tree. Yes. No, I'm not. It's the craziest. It's beyond. Meanwhile, the whole place in this video, when you go on to see it, there's a girl on a payphone in the background, like, what the fuck? Like, like 10 feet away. Yeah. Like this, this is like all of a sudden, handgun shooter so apparently everyone that was nearby in the courtyard the all the cameramen start rolling the people that were in the courtyard run around the corner so the good news was that 
At the same time, L.A. County Sheriff's Reserve Deputy David Katz was off duty as a reserve as a as a sheriff's deputy. Mm-hmm. So he was at the courthouse because he was working in um, the traffic court. Oh, my God. Where I where I. Oh, was. my God. He's your friend. <laughs> he was there uh, working traffic court. But he's wearing a suit and tie and he doesn't have his gun on him. Shit. He's totally unarmed. He only has his badge. So when the when the shots start popping off, everybody runs like around this corner yeah. and onto the street. And he does, too. Then he hears someone run up to a um, tow truck driver and say, call 911. A deputy just got shot. And then he hears that and runs back mm. into the courtyard. Even though he doesn't have a gun and there's kind of nothing he can do, he pulls out his badge and he's like, I have to go back in. Like, I can't I can't run away from this and goes back in. And as he goes back in, he the first person that's walking by, he says, where is the deputy that's got shot? And the person who he asks never breaks stride and doesn't turn Mm. his head to look at him and goes, he's back there. And and keeps walking totally calm. calm as day, yeah, calm as day. Then a cameraman sees that exchange and starts yelling, "That's the shooter! <gasps> That's the shooter!" So basically, oh my god, David Katz walked by the shooter and asked him that question, and the guy was like, as if Doo-dee-doo. nothing had happened, yeah. walking away from the scene. Um, and so he realizes that's his one moment, and he has to get this guy. So he turns around. Uh, runs and jumps and tackles him, grabs him by the neck, pulls him down. Basically, he said he tried to hit him as hard as he could because uh-huh. he knew that he would have to, like, this was his one uh-huh. chance and he knew he had at least one gun on him. Yeah. So David Katz tackles him and he. it turned out he did have a second gun. Oh, my God. He just never got, he just never used it. Um and then once David Katz tackles him, then a bunch of other deputies that yeah. come out of the building, they're all on him. Um, Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. And a- apparently one witness said that um, when... Uh, w- so the shooter's name was a man is a man named William Stryer. And he was the person who... He had been injured in a car accident and he wanted the money from that trust. And what the he, fuck? he think happens in life in law (laughs) that's our new show coming this fall to abc what's happening in life in law in it's just nope in life in law in life in law dot 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 and it's like a mom she's trying she's it's motherboard is the working title (laughs) that's so i can relate to it yeah yes what the fuck i know it doesn't work like that you're you just proven you shouldn't have any money because you don't understand and because you're going through life if something fucks you right. up you just threaten to kill it totally that's the reason that they were in court is because he had already threatened to kill the trustee yeah and then it comes out he i the, i never found what the actual ruling was yeah. but i imagine it was not for him sure but he knew that gerald curry was the lawyer that was the trustee's lawyer so it has nothing to do with you and it won't even help you to punish this person because they're they're two steps oh two fucking what do they call it 
degrees away from the fucking problem from you're Kevin having Bacon. to become from Kevin Bacon. Yes. Well, and also he'd already made the bad mistake, yeah. which is you can, you're not allowed to threaten people and say, give me my money or I'll kill yeah. you. So that you now disqualified yourself from the money, but you want it to be someone else's fault yeah. that you don't have that money. Yeah. So you've decided that this lawyer is keeping you from the money. Right. And apparently a witness said that he heard Stryer say when the shooting was done, he shot at him six times. <clears throat> Um, and Stryer was hit four of those six times. Oh my God. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, uh, Gerald Curry was hit four of those six times. Okay. But then once the shooting was over, before he calmly walked away, a witness said he heard him say, that's what you get for stealing my money. So he, in his fucking mind, he thinks that these people are all trying to steal his money. Yes. So at the trial, William Stryer appears in court laying on a hospital gurney because of his claiming it's because of his long-standing back injury hmm. uh, so he's in in bed in in court in bed oh which God. is a dream i've had <laughs> do you ever do, have that thing where you're in a dream you you like wake up and you're like i'm at school but i'm also in bed yeah like you're the weird one in bed Suddenly yes. not it's not like the naked dream but it's like the you didn't get the memo that we're you're supposed to be out of bed right you, now you're supposed to get out of bed <laughs> yeah so then you're trying to play it off and just kind of be like yeah, i'm not in bed no it's fine i'm just in bed a little bit in yeah. public yeah, yeah, yeah no i've actually had that or like i've had the like wait starting to wake up and you think there are people there and be like no i'm not in bed i'm not sleeping right <laughs> <laughs> that makes me think a couple of my in bed dreams have been in being on people's front lawns mm. in bed <laughs> where i think it's because when i first moved to la it was so weird to me that people live so close together uh-huh that and so many people live so close together that that idea of like oh, like, like we're basically on each other's fucking lawns yes yeah or in each other's like and i'm just gonna sleep here yeah. i'm just gonna be out here i don't know <laughs> anyway okay basically his lawyer so the shooter william stryer's lawyers say he needed immediate access to that trust fund because he needed a back operation so badly um but he was being barred by the trustee and that's why he was so upset and then he also was on demerol which is an incredibly strong painkiller okay what i remember of friends being on demerol it's like vicodin style uh, yeah but i think it's like, bi- it, it's bigger i think it's like goes into the oxycontin direction like opiate style shit i think so okay so they were kind of using that um uh-huh they and the judge who was named judge rubin um noted that stryer had shot a neighbor four times in 1969 what in 1969 he got into it with a neighbor shot his neighbor four times for which he served 90 days and got two years probation so this is the way this this guy dealt with everything in his life yeah and the first time around on that the the way that all got pled down the judge this time around was like you tried to use that i'm on pills yeah there's something wrong with me thing before and they fell for it last time it's not happening <sighs> this time and it's like dude you think we wouldn't have checked that come on yeah exactly you, well. you got a bit of a history yeah that's that that's gonna stick with you william stryer asked the judge if he could address the court and then did he get out of bed to do it <laughs> no he's still in bed he just like sits up in bed and he's like he's like ahem he adjusts his pajamas <laughs> He goes to address the court, but he starts to veer off track and he starts to say it's the cameraman's fault that they didn't stop him from shooting what? at Gerald Curry. Yes. Yeah, so he starts trying to blame 
the cameraman Shut who were up. standing around. And that's when the judge was like, no, no, you're not doing this anymore. Not only do you not get to make this statement to the court, now you're not allowed to be in this room. You have to go put your bed in the hallway and you have to listen through. Oh my God. You have to listen to the remainder of the proceedings through a speaker. Uh, so he got sent from bed out of the courtroom. <laughs> yeah, go go to your bed. Yeah. Where it's like, go take your bed to the... Just roll that motherfucker out into oh the hallway. Oh my God. You don't even get to... Be, we're not even going to look at you anymore. Because wow. also that... It's so funny. My sister was in... She got hit by a, a guy mm. a, who was shit-faced at eight in the morning. Oh, God. Oh God. Yeah. And she had really bad back, back problems. Yeah. And this guy pulled shit like that. He showed up one day in court with his daughter on it, like... <gasps> carrying his daughter on his hip saying what like drunk oh, sorry i just i didn't have um babysitting it's like people doing all these plays to get empathy and and sympathy and yeah. like to get people on their side yeah she won that's the good news okay judge Ruben was basically all over this shit and he was like the de deputy district attorney um basically it was like william stryer tried to execute yeah. mr curry um he had no remorse he never accepted responsibility yeah. he was still making excuses by the time he was in the courtroom and blaming it on other people not stopping him yes that's bananas yes it's insanity and also when you see this video like because that is something maybe that would go through someone's mind of yeah. like why did they hit why did they roll record on their video instead of doing something well, but it's somebody with a gun yeah i i get it i get doing both yes you know well also but who would really it's a gun yeah you're not like, gonna run up to this guy and no. fucking tackle him unarmed and even a sheriff's deputy was like no you have to take cover yeah it's, you, if you don't have any way to fight it yeah it doesn't make a ton of sense to be like no i'm gonna go take care of this right um and they those cameramen who recorded that then also were the ones that were like he's right there right. like they right. were all over it anyway that was who that's bullshit anyway but yeah basically william stryer was convicted of attempted murder and in 2006 he was sentenced to life in prison plus 25 years Whoa. and he ended up dying in prison because he was already he was 63 when okay. he did this gerald curry uh, went to the, that sentencing and he told reporters my main concern is my safety and my family's safety um and so he said he felt satisfied with the fact that mm -hmm. the fact that he knew William Stryer was going to prison and he would be in prison because he was so old already for the rest of his life. Mm -hmm. He was like, that's all I care about. And that's fine. Unfortunately, the shooting left a bullet lodged in the back of his neck and he had a re really bad PTSD after it happened. Um, Jerry Gerald Curry died in 2012, mm -hmm. um, which is very sad. David Katz, the sheriff's deputy, got a Medal of Valor for mm -hmm. um, going back into that fray and tackling him. And he went on to work as a reserve deputy, deputy for uh, in charge of search and rescue unit for the L.A. Sheriff's Department. Wow. And that is the story, the very fascinating and horrifying story of the Van Nuys uh, courthouse shooting. Dude. Isn't that nuts? That's nuts. And the fact that it's on video is so bananas. It's because so crazy. It's like a time, yeah, when you didn't see that shit. No, I remember us, whoever put in the video, uh, I remember David Cross was there. 
like I rem it was it was the early nineties or no, it couldn't have been early nineties, but it was like early LA yeah. time of my life and we were standing watching the video like holy shit it was so crazy yeah. and it was almost like Gerald Curry was de defying logic yeah. by yes he it didn't even look like he was getting shot it didn't look like he was getting shot at it all. looked like he was avoiding these shots but the they the gunshots just kept coming yeah it was horrible. and like what a scary situation to be in that this is happening and so far you've made it and you're fucking dodging these bullets but keep going like oh like what what it's terrifying it's so crazy i mean <laughs> as someone with anxiety i'm like constantly waiting for someone to just start shooting at me right. ever, whenever i'm in fucking public yeah and so to see so i think what i meant when i said that this made me feel better is to see something that happened to someone and he dodged the, and he was okay right so like it was like this thing of all right it might happen but maybe it could also be okay. Yeah, that's that's that Just was crazy. That's a crazy fun story. It's that's nuts. awful as yeah. well. Thank you for telling me. <laughs> yes, I totally forgot that I remembered that. That's from my new segment. Remember this horrible thing <laughs> that had a, a tiny piece of video attached to it. Hey, remember this? Yeah. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit madeincookware.com that's m-a-d-e-i-n cookware.com goodbye are you ready all right i want to get this right okay uh this is important i'm about to tell you about uh el maravajitas aka the old lady killer oh shit yeah okay fucking buckle the fucking all right hail up hey the capital of mexico Mexico City is Mexico the, City. Have you heard? <laughs> yes, <laughs> you're so good at geography. Ding, ding. You got it. Did you know it's the, the third, the world's third most populous city, according to this Wikipedia that I, I hope it's up to date. <laughs> um, From 1974. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, okay. So it's estimated that one million of its residents are over 60 years old. Whoa. Yeah. So in 1998, when brutal murders of elderly women begin to start popping up in Mexico City, the press starts to speculate that there's a serial killer and they dub the serial killer El Maravajares. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but police are like, no, 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 you guys are fucking freaking out. Calm down. Uh, this is media sensationalism. It's just that elderly women keep getting killed. Yeah. <laughs> but it's not a serial Stop killer. Stop trying to link them together. Yeah, calm down. It's not a serial killer. But Mexico has no shortage of serial killers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gregorio Cardenas Hernandez was known as the Strangler of Tacuba, and he became a celebrity in Mexico after he was caught murdering four young women and burying them in his backyard. This is in the 40s. Okay. Um, There was even a fucking porn based on his crimes. Jesus. Yeah, so he was like a celebrity. He was in prison for 30 years, but in 1976, he was pardoned and celebrated as a hero because he had like changed his life he'd like fucking played the piano in prison learned to play the fucking piano <laughs> so they were like no he's he's changed you know what i mean the piano's nice though i mean no one who plays the piano can be a bad person right? fucking heart and soul Just get a little <laughs> get a couple rounds of heart and soul going <laughs> Hell what if yeah. that's all he learned how to play it's not that hard like, he, it's not and they're like he's reformed it's like please stop doing that oh god um there's also the uh, sisters delfina and maria de jesus gonzalez known as la poconichis the little poconichis poke yeah that sounds about right uh from the 1950s until the 1960s they're the the women older women their sisters they run a a large-scale prostitution ring oh and they murdered at least 91 people these two fucking middle-aged women (laughs) what for because they whenever one of their sex workers that they had kidnapped and forced into sex working wasn't couldn't do, do it anymore they would kill them they would kill if like a john came who had money on him they would kill like these chicks were fucking bananas their guinness world record called them the most prolific murder partnership oh wow yeah and actually one of they both went to prison one died there and the other one served her time and got out and no one ever tracked her down after (gasps) that are you serious yeah so i'm gonna need the fucking this is not media sensationalism this this might be a Serial killer, right? Yes. All right. Uh, can I just say this really quickly? Mm-hmm. As you were telling that story, I started to think about my favorite, one of my favorite things in the world to observe or listen to mm. is, and it happens a lot in LA because there's lots of people who are bilingual mm-hmm. or probably raised in like a multi language households. Mm-hmm. Don't you love it when you're standing by two people? It's for some reason, it's always teenage girls in Uh my mind and they're speaking Spanish to each other because I think they're trying to tell like private stuff or secrets, but then they'll just say interchangeably with English. They'll just blow. They'll say an English word perfectly like almost Valley Girl accent. Yeah. So it's like and a thing that you don't know or understand. And then it'll be like the car wash. Aren't I right? Yes, exactly. There's phrases in it. It's like, it's my favorite L.A. thing. Yeah. And I'm also a very bad eavesdropper. <laughs> or a very good eavesdropper. Or the best eavesdropper. Or listening to people at car washes I all just, the time. I wish I could speak fluent yeah. in a different language. And then that, like, the idea that you can do that and just flip back and forth. Like, well, yeah. now I have to say something private. And I know that this person over here is probably listening so i'm like i'm deeply embarrassed as someone from southern california born and raised that i don't know spanish like it it feels like i'm being fucking elitist and rude it's kind of rude it is well also it's it's, yeah it's it'd be easy for me to learn 
Right. Well, my sister and my dad went to the JC and took a Spanish class together. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, I know. I love that. But I wish I, I wish I did it too. And also, um, I wish I hadn't taken French. It just served <laughs> me. French. I'm like, sorry. It's like, I think a yeah. couple menus. It's helped me. Yeah. A couple fancy dinners and pretty much that's it. That's about it. And my fucking sister-in-law is Mexican and El Salvadorian. So my nephew is part of that as well. And the fact that, you know, he can't talk to his aunt in one of his fucking languages. Yeah. It just makes me feel shitty. Let's go to uh, <gasps> Los Angeles Community College. Done. Right down there on like on Melrose and like Western. Yeah. There's Vermont. a community college right there. I went Is there out of high school. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. You didn't take any Spanish? No. Let's do that. I would love that. It'd be super fun. Or can we get sponsored by what's that? Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone. Come on. Let's have it. Our minds are open. Yes. We want to learn. Please teach us okay boop 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 okay but l okay so back to fucking l uh mata vajaras okay mata i feel like you're vajitas. you got the you got the accent mata vajitas yeah i think that's right yeah right mm-hmm. i'm ready yeah i think you're ready it's like i know a little yiddish i can fucking turn that into something else you got the ear listen once I they listen. say once you have yiddish spanish <laughs> comes immediately afterwards <laughs> That's what they say. Great. At Los Angeles Community College. <laughs> that's, that's their motto. <laughs> yeah. Once you have Yiddish, the world is your oyster. <laughs> the world opens up to you. <laughs> that's really the baseline. It's kind of the, it's the Latin. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But for yelling, who, yelling at your grandkid, your granddaughter, Georgia, in Yiddish is yeah. the Latin. Don't schwitz all over my Chesterfield. <laughs> Right? Grandma stuff. <laughs> Why am I sweating on her? That feels like a furniture, right? Yeah, it's Why a couch. Why sweating on her? I took what I thought your grandma would say and then added it to something my grandma used to say would be like, get off the Chesterfield. Because she, for some reason, said the same couch or sofa. But you know me well enough that I am constantly sweating, which is fucking true about me, <laughs> to know that I'm not. Schwitzing is the only Giddish word I have, like, on hand. Okay. So Royce that was not personal. Royce Kamater is one of my favorite. What's that? It's just bothering, like touching and going through. My mom would say, uh, don't Royce, don't Royce Kamater the cats. Royce Kamater? Uh-huh. Wow. Don't Royce Kamater the cats. Like, I'm fucking with the cats. I don't with the cats. Cats are doing that. You know, it's like, leave them alone. Do not Royce Kamater the cats. Yeah. Okay. Um, here's what I learned uh, in Gaelic. Um, okay, let's hear it. Can you give me more whiskey, please? <laughs> I want to punch someone. Is a I'm saying it with a really strong accent right now, but um, it's good. I'm gonna repeat that. To okay, you later cool. Now. Yeah, I'm gonna try it when we're in uh, when we're in Dublin. Dublin. Yeah. I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna use it. Use it. Can you give me more whiskey, please? Yes. I have rage issues. I feel like I want to punch someone. I feel like I want to punch someone. It'll help me. Yeah. And then, but I'm still gonna punch someone. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna try it. And then, but before you get the third word out, they're gonna be like, "We gotcha. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, I know what you're talking about. Ooh, we're gonna have fun there. Ooh. Okay." All right. So back there in the early 2000s, uh, so authorities said that the murders of the old women aren't connected and aren't the work of the serial killer. But there's a, a fucking clear pattern to the murders. All the victims are women in their 60s or older. Ugh. And they're found in their own homes, all of them, either bludgeoned or strangled and afterwards are robbed. Um 
there was never any sign of forced entry and most of them lived alone. And so you f I went online and did a lot of research because there's not a lot of English stories about this, stories about this in English. But I found a website that has unexpectedly every single fucking crime scene photo with oh. the bodies in them. Oh. Just one of those like surprise. Just and then I start scrolling and it's like all of them whoa and it's really hard and it's so it's essentially like you're abuela it's like abuela abuela every fucking grandma like mexican grandma you've ever Ugh. seen with her like house of her like with her newspaper from the morning and her shopping and her you know there's crosses everywhere it's like every mexican grandmother it's so horrible That's like awful. you think you get to live a life of like comfortable dresses with pockets and like you know feeding your grandkids too much sugar and yep. it's like th that's the women that's yeah. who it is and it's really fucking sad and i had to after a few scrolls had to stop doing that stop looking at it yeah don't yeah that's the worst yeah it was really depressing okay uh, so the chief prosecutor in Mexico City, uh, profiles the killer. It's Bernardo Batiz saying that they, that he has a brilliant mind. He's quite clever and careful. Uh, it was thought that whoever was doing it was taking the time to gain the trust of their intended victims because there's no forced entry. So one theory is that the person might be posing as a government official, providing them like an opportunity to sign up for welfare programs at the door and they like in the, the suite of whalers invite them in. Mm -hmm. um, years drag on, bodies pile, like there's just many murders of these older women and authorities uh, have all these different theories, but they really don't know what's going on. Uh, they said that there might be multiple killers uh, they find that there, one really weird detail is that three of the victims owned a copy of an obscure 18th century painting, Jean-Baptiste Grazou's Boy in a uh, Red Waistcoat. Oh. Which turns out to be a red herring. It just might be a fucking, that abuelas love that fucking painting. Um, yeah. So it's like some, it was like the thing that was Here's, for sale in yeah. the market or whatever. Right. That they're like, oh, that's pretty. So it just turns out that like, that, but that's how that's how little they have to go on is they're like what's a connection well they all had this painting oh okay. is that the connection like who sold you know they don't know somebody that hates waistcoats <laughs> i mean who among us <laughs> um but, 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 okay so just to show how desperate they are uh the killings would start and stop again or stop and start again even i mean the both directions they would go all over the place <laughs> <laughs> they would stop you know um no information surface. Okay. The killing of 82-year-old Carmen Camilla Gonzalez Miguel on September 28th, 2005. She's an upper-class woman, and she's the mother of prominent Mexican criminologist Luis Rafael, uh, Rafael Morano Gonzalez. So that, finally, police are like, all right, now we'll fucking pay attention to this, and let's, let's get this going. So they start um, the operation of parks and gardens to, like, try to find this person. So... Officers patrol the areas where the killer was active um, and pamphlets are passed out telling, uh, you know, the elderly women. What did I say? Pamphlets wrong? <laughs> pamphlets. I did. <laughs> that was just like one of my nostrils closing as I said it. I didn't. Pamphlets. I thought it was a, a Spanish word that I had just never heard of you before. You know, pamphlets. They, they, when they handled all the pamphlets. <laughs> Pampelitos. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Even was that a dirty word? <laughs> Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Pamphlets. 
<laughs> You've heard of them. You yes. love you love them. You know them. You love pamphlets. I love Karen. a nice pamphlet. That's one thing about you. We know. Oh my god! If it's glossy and color, oh, give come it. Come on. Come on. Um. Bu- 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 okay. Tell them. Telling them to be wary of strangers. So sketches are distributed, and they like. Uh. They even pay elderly women to act as bait in parks what like fucking undercover elderly women hanging out being like who's gonna come murder maybe murder you I pr- and they're like we'll promise we'll stop them before they can murder you but please tell me they weren't genuinely elderly that's that they what were like, dressed this said up as, really that's what this said they <laughs> even paid elderly women to act as bait in park Shit. areas yeah wow i know well, that's kind of a good living because if nothing happens you're like well thanks for my 30 bucks yeah and they're also like well they kill them at home so like the park is the safest fucking place to be right now they were actually scamming the cops totally. they were just like yeah this sounds like a great project no i bet you'll catch them for sure but uh you're gonna pay me 50 i swear i saw someone weird yesterday maybe <laughs> well today is and the day. definitely in this park mm-hmm. and not at home um i need money to buy my waistcoat boy <laughs> okay boop 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 da, 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 da. okay so a witness reported seeing a large soon after um one of the murders a witness reported seeing a large woman in a red blouse leaving the home of a murdered woman oh so police start to speculate that the killer could be wearing female clothing as a ploy uh you know and cross-dressing and so the authorities launched a massive roundup of mexico city's transvestite population guess how that goes badly badly guess how the transvestites are treated in mexico City horribly poorly so um, ultimately 49 of Mexico City's transvestite sex workers are detained and questioned and fucking hassled they suffer through humiliating investigations before being released when their prints didn't match any collected from the crime scene two months later police they just don't know what the fuck's going on they think maybe that person died so they start checking fucking uh, fingerprints at the morgue just because they think he committed they got like a word word that he committed suicide uh they like make this insane bust of the like a clay bust of the person's face Stephen, maybe you can find it actually Ooh, like best based on sketches yeah oh of like who he is um then in january 2006 the landlord of 82 year old ana maria de lo reyes uh, alfaro comes home and find someone fleeing the landlord finds someone fleeing this woman's home okay he goes and checks on his tenant and he finds Anna Maria dead on the floor and he calls police gives a detailed description of the attacker police get to the scene fucking immediately and they are able to track down the person who's fleeing it turns out that El Maravajaras is La Maravajaras <gasps> that means girl dun 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 boom yes Killers actually fuck uh, is a woman. Little or lady killer is a fucking woman. Whoa. Yeah. Twist. A real. Juana Barraza is 48 and she's a single mother of four. She had close cropped, tight, like real short dyed blonde hair, mole on her face. And she looks exactly like this bust. There's like photos online of her standing next to the bust. And it's creepy as fuck. Yeah, they nailed that. The nose is a little off. Yes. Uh, she looks like the, the the killer based on witness accounts, but she's not a man. She's just a masculine woman. And they catch her as she's leaving her last victim's house. She's carrying a stethoscope, uh, pension forms, and carrying an identify a card identifying her as a social worker. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So her MO would be that she would knock on the door, 
smile, introduce herself as a social worker, show her stethoscope. And then once she was in the, in the, uh, the fucking abuelas are like, come on in, you know, like, it's like, come in. That's it's a lady doctor here to like help you out, help you. Uh, once inside though there was little conversation she would strangle her victim her victim usually with the stethoscope whoa or some kind of cloth that was already there and or stab her um she then ransacked the house and uh when they rate when they raided Juana Barza, Barraza's house they discovered her trophy room where she had arranged newspaper clippings about the murders also had objects stolen from the victims and had a shrine to Jesus Malverde and Santa Mierte, who were... I said that wrong. Listen, I'm Jewish. Don't... I can't... Santa Mierte? Is Muerte? It, Muerte sounds like mur- or death, right? San, Santa Muerte. Two, Saint murder. Two folk deities often worshipped by Mexican outlaws. Oh, fuck! Yeah. Oh, I got the Santa part right. Good job. Thank you. Uh, like... Okay, here's... This gets bummer time. Uh, like many serial killers, Juana Barraza had endured a horrific childhood. Oh. This one's particularly shitty. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, it, something had to have happened for a woman to be a legit, straightforward serial killer. Not yeah. Eileen Warnos, like, uh, I, you know, my life has gone astray and I'm living yeah. on the on the verge or whatever. Yeah. But like shooting a man and stealing his money. And then being like, oh, this is a good way to make easy money or yeah. whatever. Like the idea that she was so classical, like straightforward serial yeah. killer. And like she was ransacking their house and stealing shit. So you could the argument could be that she's but, a sociopath that wants money. Right. But but wait. Okay. All right. So she's born in 1957 in um, Hidalgo, a rural area of Mexico. Her mother's a fucking crazy alcoholic. She's verbally and physically abusive and often trades her daughter to her drinking buddies for alcohol. Ugh. There's no way to like fucking not say that. So she, when she's 12 years old, Juana's mom trades her permanently to her drinking buddy a 62-year-old man for three beers. Ew. Uh, like, basically sends her off with this dude. This is like Mary Bell. Yeah. This is how Mary, that would happen to Mary Bell right. when she was little. It's just so disgusting and horrifying. Yeah. And, uh, dark, 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 dark. So, Juana uh, later gives birth to a son, um, and she has four children total. Although, and this is another trigger for her, her oldest son died from injuries sustained in a mugging. He was mugged and he died from that. Oh, no. I know. Um, So she eventually gets away. She's a single mother in Mexico City. And she had always been obsessed with Lucha Libre, which is the the crazy popular... Okay, I just am putting this together. Are you? Do you know if you heard of this? Yes, because people have told me the very shortened version mm. of this in like, um, in the VIP lines, mm-hmm. and it's the most fascinating thing. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So she was obsessed with fucking Mexican masked professional wrestling, mm-hmm. and she, as an older woman, was like, "Fuck it, I'm fucking joining. I want to do this." <laughs> and oh. so. She calls herself La, da- La Dama de la Silencio. No, La Dama de Silencio, the lady of 
The Lady of Silence. Uh Uh-huh. Come on. Lady of Silence. She wears a butterfly mask and hot pink spandex, and she could bench press over 200 pounds. Yeah. Like, let's fight. Yeah. So she's really... (laughs) Let's fight. Let's fight. She's really into Mexican mask wrestling. So again, yeah, it's fucking crazy. Yeah. Professional wrestling and murder. Look over on that side of the podcast wall. There's wrestling. This Look on is this the side of the <laughs> hard Stark April dream uh-huh. case. Yeah, that yeah. we both are bummed about. Yeah. <laughs> so by the time she starts murdering older women, her own mother was already dead, but she is surprisingly, by all accounts, a good mother. Oh. Um, she lived at home with her two youngest kids, a boy who's thirteen and a girl who's eleven. Supports the family through a mix of domestic work, street vending and petty theft but she's apparently a good mom and like mm. kind to her children you know from well, what a, i can read. a glimmer of something positive right so using fingerprint evidence mexico city prosecutors are able to link uh juana barza to at least 10 of the murders attributed like period so the only 10 um and she says when she gets caught i only killed the one little old lady the one that she was caught for not the others uh don't pin the others on me and they were like what's your motive and she said i got angry that's all she said she's like it's just the one i killed okay but 10 of them based on fingerprints are attributed to her um and ultimately she's connected to as many as 40 killings whoa so she killed possibly killed 40 little old ladies just kept doing it from the late 90s to when she was caught in 2006 um, but the first victim she's directly attributed to that we're 100% sure she did is on November 25th, 2002, when she barehanded, beat and strangled a 64-year-old woman named Marie de la Luz Gonzalez. Wow. So it could, she could have killed way more than that. Um, oh at this point, she goes to trial. She's 50 years old. Little old lady killer goes on trial in 2008. The evidence... Uh, said that she would cruise public places in search of elderly women on their own. She'd follow them home. She'd gain their trust, access to their home to help with their shopping bags or whatever, or request a cleaning, uh, like, can I need a job cleaning your house or uh, whatever. And then, or she would pretend to be a nurse or a social worker offering a free checkup or information about benefits. God. I know. It's fucking dark. She's found guilty on 16 charges of murder and aggravated burglary. Um, She's sentenced to 759 years in prison. Whoa. (laughs) Just a couple. Yeah. She ends up like getting married in prison, but then divorces and she seems to be kind of happy there. Wow. Yeah. Um, And she's only admitted to the ever admitted to the last killing. And she says the motive was the lingering resentment to her own mother's horrible treatment of her. But everyone thinks that she targeted old women as a way to get back at her fucking crazy, awful old alcoholic mother. It makes sense. Yeah. And so got some kind of satisfaction out of killing these fucking poor women who, but there is an element like, um, and I can't remember what one it is specifically, but the not copying to it. Yeah. Like going, Oh, I only did that one when it's proven that you've done the other ones where you kind of, it's that thing that always happens to us where we're taught when you get into the details of a serial killer's life, it changes it. Cause then you're like, Oh, you never had a chance. It's so sad or whatever. But then yes, you did have a chance like that, that it was just that terrible combination of like whatever was already wrong with you, bad upbringing or whatever. But 
you know, 40 old ladies. Like, I how are you killing an old lady? I know. I wonder if there's this part of you when you don't admit it. Like, there's so many people that don't admit it, even though the facts are clear, and it drives me fucking crazy. And yep. I just want you to say you did it and cop to it. It's easy. Do mm-hmm. it. But I wonder if there's this part, like, with her where it's like, I don't want to admit that I'm that that I have those that I have that in me. Yes, I can be a good mother and I can pursue my passion of fucking Lucha Libre. But also, <laughs> I am someone who's so dysfunctional that I murder old women. Like, you don't even want to admit it to yourself. Yes, exactly. Like, she's... Because there's parts of her life. If she was a good mother, truly, then she isn't a sociopath. Right. Which means then she's doing this thing. Or uh, that even, like... She doesn't want to admit that her her horrible mother affected her so much that caught like then that, that means your mom after. is still part of you. Yes, and you know you want and to controlling say I'm, you. I'm over it. I fixed it by being a good mother, but no, you're you're still doing this thing, and you're having a reaction that you're not just like your mother for being that way. Now you're worse than you're your mother. Worse. I mean, yeah. you're worse than her. It's so sad, and like there's so many. I know, like gra- like the grandma culture is so. You know, as someone who had a culture that the grandma was a huge part of your life. And yeah. it's, I just can't imagine having to have that with the rest of your life that your grandmother was killed in that awful oh, way. Horrible. It's so sad. It, it, it just made me think too of in Mindhunter. <laughs> but remember, there was that killer in Sacramento who's doing the exact same thing. He was attacking old ladies mm-hmm. like on their front porch. Yeah. And in that, they're so upset, like the cops are so upset yeah. by the crime that that when they try to get there to say, hey, maybe it's be- there's this reason or whatever, then they're like, it's just a monster. Yeah. Like they can't see because it's a thing that's like culturally we've you're no matter what level of asshole you are you're not going to be an asshole yeah. to an old lady yeah you know what i mean it's like it takes it means you're beyond a certain point yeah what we need to realize is that there are people who are always going to be way more horrible than we can ever imagine that they're going to be people who who are picking the the most vulnerable people on purpose yeah which is just like yeah oh that's so crazy. And yeah. then the, the wrestling element, too, is I just know. like this. And it's lady. not even like, it's just like the fucking media in Mexico City and Mexico blew the fuck up and loves this story and went right. crazy about it. And the truth is, like, she wasn't that big in Lucha Libre. She just kind of did it a little bit, and, but she was <laughs> she really it. into it. And there she are photos of her. And, and there's like an interview with her at like one of the matches. And she seems like a lovely, normal woman. <laughs> it's so creepy. It's crazy yeah. and and also women never i mean the percentage is like one percent right? yeah like even if she maybe only killed those 10 people that a woman fucking killed 10 women yes is and not poisoning with, not the usual not way gu- and not with a gun it's like a personal fucking attack of a strange ooh, a stranger that you don't know oh I mean, there's some deep-seated fucking psychological shit going on there. Oh, Stephen. Oh, there's a. Oh, I think on Instagram, Stephen's been posting. Oh, uh, shit. She has a butterfly mask, you guys, and a butterfly belt. And how fucking neon pink is that shit? Her wearing a butterfly mask seems especially sinister. Uh Uh-huh. Like some kind of like, because she's. She is a butterfly. She's gone from, you know, whatever her actual life is to like, now she's the secret mm-hmm. identity masked wrestler mm-hmm. and she's blooming and she was a cat coming into her own fucking in her chrysalis and shit. Right. 
I don't, I don't know. know. But then there's also like some amazing gold tiger stripes here. <laughs> like I can't take my eyes off this picture. Go to Instagram. I'm Stephen will post it. My, my favorite murder. It's. Let me take this time to fucking plug our fucking social media. Good idea. Great. I sound like a great person. That's how we transition out of the darkest. Yeah. That was uh, the El Maravajaras, aka the old lady killer. Awesome. Yeah. God, right? that's dark. I know. Also, just if you lived in a city where old ladies were getting killed, totally. How like sinister. You'd yeah. just be like, it's the devil. Yeah. You're like, at least find someone young. Please, <laughs> you someone young and irritating. Oh my god, <clears throat> it's one of those people with the the young websites and stuff. Yes, like, like a hacker, like a hacker, a young loudmouth hacker <laughs> with a computer at the fucking cafe. What do you? If you built this computer yourself, yeah. why would you transport it down to the cafe? You get one outlet for two hours tops. And you can't bring power strips. No power it's strips. Not fair. hundred percent no, unless you're going to let me use it. But you're not. You're using all of them and the whole. Oh. Yeah. You're setting up your printer. What right. are you doing? What is happening? You know someone's going to take a photo of you. Okay. Uh, let's end it with not depressing things. Um, I really like that story. I, and I also like the idea that maybe we can set a short term goal of like within the next five years, mm -hmm. we can become moderately conversational in Spanish. Okay. And Steven, so that's a, a half decade. Stephen can. Um, oh, you're moderately in, <laughs> in math or right? whatever. Stephen can check it. Uh huh. And then we can eventually build to be like the girls that we hear to having private conversations publicly. Yeah. And then throwing in a like a, a Lucky Charms, great or whatever. The yeah, we'll just talk about cereal all the time <laughs> and car washes, cereal gossip. Yeah. Uh, all right. Do you have a thing that uh, you like for this week? Yeah, I have a thing I want to shout out um, because it makes me feel not horrible. Okay, Where that's key. Go. Are they we calling this thing? I think we we're still calling it like the good thing of the week. Yeah. Not catchy. No, it's not. Uh, this doesn't suck. This isn't, hey, this isn't murder corner. No. <laughs> it's not, also not catchy. Happy, uh, da, 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 da. happy by the, by the performer Pharrell. <laughs> that takes too long. Okay. Well, this one is, uh, so a bunch of murderinos got together. Uh, it was hosted by, I think, a woman named Sarah Norman, who's a murderino, is the person who put this together. But it's a, it's a murderino run. So just put the word run in murder run. No, you know what I mean? Like, are you a murder runner? And they did a, uh, like virtual 5K, which means like you have to say you're going to run a 5K. Okay. You know, no one's there to check your work, but like do but, it, but do it. Don't be an asshole. Yeah. And everyone would, um, raise money for the 5k and they raised they all did it all these fucking murder runos <laughs> um they raised over three thousand dollars for the joyful heart foundation which is a foundation who whose effort is to end the backlog of untested rape kits in the u.s wow over, so thirty two hundred dollars that's amazing yeah and they went for runs that's uh, all of that is yeah wonderful. i mean it just is such a cool a cool organization that i'm I, the sub yeah. subgroup 
murdering our subgroups are pretty incredible. <laughs> it's really intense. Did you, somebody um, at a meet and greet told us that there's one called the Complainerinos where they just go on and they just get to complain <laughs> and, and everybody goes, yep, you're right. And they're, it's just, you can log on and just say something that you're mad about oh or don't God. like. And the idea of that makes me laugh so hard of like just a safe space to go complain, get it off your chest and then go I, back to your life. I feel like this podcast is that a little bit. That's weird doing that. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> at each other. I love it. Well, That's, it's just, yeah, it's, it's nice. It's so good. What's yours? I guess, I guess I would say, um, I feel like mine are always Netflix based, but <laughs> we got to give those recommendations. I got, look, I got to lay on the couch indefinitely <laughs> avoiding the rest of my life. Definitely. Um, I started watching the mind of a chef mm-hmm. and it is, um, Anthony Bourdain is the narrator, but it's about this chef, um, David Chang, who is the, he has the restaurant Mama Fuku. Mm-hmm. M- Mama Fuku. Is it Fuku? Folk. No, you said it right. Yeah, Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a new to place in New York or maybe other stuff too. Yeah. And it's just a really good, it's a cooking show. Or, or like one, it's one of those kind of, you know, how chefs live mm-hmm. and what they're love, what they like or whatever. But then he also like shows you how to make things oh, cool. in a very natural and not like slow way and not, he just kind of talks you through it as he's making it Yeah, in a way that makes me go, I bet I could make that. And there's one part where he was talking about learn to make chicken soup. It's the easiest thing in the world. Then you can give it to someone you love when they're mm. sick. Mm. It's learn to do it. There's no reason you shouldn't learn. Yeah. Uh, it was just a super enjoyable show, but it's been out for a while and it's that same guy is the one who now has the series Ugly Delicious. Oh, right. That's his series. Okay. Which is it's basically a continuation. It feels to me like a yeah. continuation of that old episode. And so, so just making you happy in between fucking Golden State Killer shit. Yes, exactly. Or, F- food shows are the best, man. They really are. And it's that thing of, I don't, I'm not interested in making it. Yeah. I love to watch. I feel like maybe it's because chefs are so different than me. Yeah. Like I, nothing about that appeals to me of like the work it takes. The no. Organization. The fucking. They're like rig- chemists. So rigid. Your schedule and your life and everything you do. And the timing of, it's so easy to fuck it up. Like it makes me want to quit just thinking about how hard it would be to make a dinner like that and then at the end of the day it's you have to serve it to a fucking bunch of plebes who might not fucking like it or want to put more, more salt on it or whatever the yes exactly so. or they might just be there to criticize it so like any yeah. little, like they're so all they're about is excellence yeah. on just constant yes. excellence yes. and it's really impressive yeah but then like so then when you're watching a show like this and then in, in their personality, they're kind of cool and chill. Yeah. Then you're like, oh, you're the most fascinating person yeah. ever. Well, Anthony Bourdain is like just a crush. He's just like a crushville husband. Yeah. You're just like, why are you so cool? Why are they so cool? I don't know. It's like they've taken like they've taken being obsessive and made it work. Yeah. Made it make them popular. Yeah. And also good food. Yeah. I don't know. I really liked it. I like that. That's cool. That's a good, like, that's a good, like, when you're, when you need a minute of something beautiful and good and happy. Yes. Food's so happy. Food's really happy. It's a celebration. And it's also like, yeah, watching him eat a thing. There's a part where they were like in Japan Mm -hmm. and he was trying, um, 
it, they were at this is you know world famous sushi bar or whatever mm -hmm. and he's trying these things and uh chef J david chang is trying these things mm -hmm. and um he loves it so much the food he's being served is made so perfectly and mm -hmm. simply that he's like having a nervous breakdown because he's like i could never do this mm. and it's the most fun thing to watch mm -hmm. one person who's excellent at something worship someone who's yeah. really excellent at something it's just like that whole world it's just a world i don't understand yeah that i love to watch i'm, I'm there with you yeah let's do it yeah um, let's cool. go out to dinner more. Yes. Let's go to dinner every night, every night. And don't forget to watch Nancy Silverton's episode of the chef's table, who is a famous LA, um, restaurateur and chef. She's fucking awesome. It's just an amazing, like her dedication. And the reason her restaurant Moza is so insane Ugh, is because so she good. cares about every single item yeah i've met her she's fucking cool too really yeah she seems super cool she's just like just a cool lady yeah yeah love it um thanks for listening you guys tell nice. us stuff you know let us know how you are yeah and <laughs> Stephen loves to read your emails so write them in <laughs> communicate with us we like it my favorite murder at gmail and mm. that's it thanks for listening yeah stay sexy and don't get murdered uh, goodbye. goodbye Elvis want cookie Oh. What cookie? <laughs> that sounds like a frog.